the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pro-America Report. I am Andrea Kay, continuing to fill in for your host and and head of all things Pro-America, Ed Martin. We're going to have an update for you guys in a day or so as to when you can expect Mr. Ed to be returning back to the studios and to the show. In the meantime, I'm just going to continue to have fun here. And when I am done with filling in for Ed, you guys can check me out over at the Andrea K Show. I'm on every night at 6 p.m. Pacific time on The Answer San Diego. Got a great show lined up for you guys. Actually, unplanned it's kind of got an ongoing theme as to election integrity. So we're going to open with what you need to know in that regard. Then we've got John Schlafly, who's going to be here. You know him from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, of course, here every Wednesday. This will be my first time ever to interview the one and only Lord Conrad Black, who's actually got a really interesting article out on AM Greatness uh, called The Sinking Ship. I love this title. (laughs) The Sinking Ship of the Democratic the Democratic media alliance and so i can't wait to talk to him uh, about that because we all know cnn's ratings have tanked like what 73 percent recent in recent weeks so super excited uh to interview lord conrad black and then at the end of the show it will be the what you need to do segment so joining me on pro america report as always technical director noah but he also is with me every night of the week on the andrea k show as dj potato skins hello my dear Sorry for the delay. I was just munching on a tater skin there. Hey, how you doing, AK? <laughs> I'm good. I'm glad to be talking election integrity for this show on Pro America. Report yeah, we have to because, as you and I say on your very own show, the Andrea K Show, nothing else matters unless elections matter. That's right, and is the, and the, one of the most consistent pro America aspects of America. What has set us apart from the rest of the world, right? In addition to the fact that we are not a democracy, we're a republic of states. Is our free what used to be our free and fair elections? Now we know that historically, something I think we're going to be talking about with Lord Conrad Black coming up, and in, in, especially John Schlafly, I think in his article, securing elections is our number one priority. Is that title? Is that we know that there has been election fraud in the past, but it has not been so obviously impactful in terms of affecting the outcome of an election as recent times. So here's what you need to know today. So we know that Joe Biden went down to GA. He went down to Georgia, got snubbed by Stacey Abrams, gave some what he thought was some fire and brimstone anti-corn pop speech, basically accusing this country of you're either you're you're either on board with centralizing the elections and they're voting, quote, rights legislation or your bull Connor, right? Um, We know that what that rant is about is about trying to further the cultural Marxist plan, the cultural Marxist movement of division in this country, stoking racial divisions, pretending that America is systemically racist, and most recently in the form of denying 
African-Americans and other minorities the rights to vote. That's absolutely a lie. There's not one state right now in this union that has any election law on the books or has practiced in anything in any way, shape or form or in, in any way denying any American citizen their right to vote. So we know that. So we know that the play is, is that Joe Biden went down there, gave this lie-filled speech, stoking the racial divisions in preparation of the Democrats voting to get rid of the filibuster to shove through the uh, centralizing of our elections, making permanent every aspect of election fraud that took place. So Mitch McConnell, let's fast forward now, now that you're up to speed on that, Mitch McConnell has threatened that if the Senate does invoke what's called the nuclear option, where they get rid of the filibuster in order to push through this legislation, he's come out with some really tough talk. And and I want to read a couple of quotes here because it sounded really good at first. Listen to this, Skins. He says, I think it's appropriate to ask, what would the Senate look like in a post-nuclear world? He sounded really tough here, right? He said um, that a post-nuclear Senate would not just would not be more efficient or more productive. I personally guarantee it. Real tough talk from Turtle, right? He says, quote, do my colleagues understand how many times per day the Senate needs and gets unanimous consent for basic housekeeping? I guess he's threatening that there won't be anybody to replace the toilet paper, right? Do they they understand how many things would require roll call votes, how often the minority could demand lengthy debate. I mean, sounds just like really, really tough threats, right? He, he actually, what he's threatening to use is the Senate's so-called Rule 14, which would then allow, if they got rid of the filibuster, then any, anybody, minority uh, from the minority party or the majority, any senator could then could just introduce legislation, which would, would really tie up the movement of the agenda by the Democrats, right? But here's here's the, the problem with Mitch McConnell's supposed tough talk here, right? It doesn't have any teeth because do you think the Democrats who are going to get rid of the filibuster skins so that they can seize complete control over our election progress, uh, our election process in this country, give a crap? about whether or not the result will be Republican senators calling votes on legislation that won't matter at that point? No, it this doesn't is- matter at all because Republicans are a part of the problem. They I mean, they're, they're working across the aisle with the so-called Republicans. So they don't care. Well, these threats are meaningless to them because, as you said, nothing matters if elections don't matter because once they seize control of elections, it doesn't matter what crap bills Republicans do. They're not going to hold up the Democrats' agenda at that point because the Democrats' agenda will have been permanently fulfilled with this, with it, with this seizure of our elections. And there's nothing we'll be able to do at the state level either as we were talking about earlier on your own show. But what gets even worse – in regards to Mitch McConnell, is he actually went on to say that he, thinking that he's talking tough here, he compared to what the Democrats are trying to do here with getting rid of the filibuster and forcing through this, this legislation. He compared it to January 6th. That may sound really good for those conservatives out there that, you know, um, look at January 6th as act, an, an insurrection, as Mitch McConnell wrongfully accused it of. January 6th was not an insurrection. So this is not tough talk for a Republican, the head of the Republican Party in the Senate, to equate what the Democrats are doing with what happened on January 6th. What happened on January 6th was not an insurrection. Nobody of the 725 people who have been arrested were charged with insurrection. It was primi- primarily 
a, a riot gone wrong by a few people, which might end up being the FBI, as we saw in Ted, uh, Senator Ted Cruz's questioning yesterday of the FBI, who refused to admit the FBI's role in whatever violence took place that day. So what Mitch McConnell is doing is acting tough when what he's really doing is participating in a one-party rule here. As you, as you also referenced. And, and here's how you can know, because it gets even worse. I have not heard any other person in, con- in conservative media ta- speak to the fact that Mitch McConnell went on and said, look, after drawing the comparison, but false comparison between what the Democrats are trying to do, which is the real insurrection, with, with the falsely accused January 6th insurrection, Mitch McConnell went on to say, Skins, that if the Democrats want to bring to him something involving le- new legislation surrounding how we collect and how we count electoral votes in this country, which is what January 6th was about, he's open to that. Let that sink into what Senator Mitch McConnell has said. That he is open to the Democrat Party who has already made it their mission that and, and stated that their goal is to get rid of the electoral college that he's open to the democrats first of all he's open to the democrats centralizing anything related to our election which is a violation of our constitution and we are a republic of states and the second is he's open to centralizing control over our electoral college he's no different than the dems he's this is this is the real insurrection going on in the united states of america to deny our representation, to deny our control over the process at the local level, to deny our voices being heard. And this is coming from the top of the Republican Party. And I am sick and tired of hearing these conservative, so-called conservative mouthpieces in the media who do nothing all day long but bash the Democrats. That's all well and good if you want to point out. If you want to point out the Biden, the illegitimate presidency of this demented man who in Georgia referred, I think, to Harris again as the president of the United States. This man was installed. He did not get 80 million votes. But if you want to criticize his agenda all day long because we've got Biden's Zuela going on with this economy, fine. But to, to but to look the other way and to, and to pretend that we don't have a problem and our leadership in the Republican Party makes them complicit with what's going on. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to pick up the discussion on election integrity and why it's so important with John Schlafly. Welcome back to Pro-America Report. I'm Andrea Kay filling in for Ed Martin. And as I opened the show and what I was telling you guys before the break is we seem to have a theme with today's show, and it's all about election integrity. At the open of the show, I gave you guys the what you need to know, which was some disturbing comments by Mitch McConnell, actually, in regards to the Democrats' push to remove the filibuster and push through what they're calling their voting rights legislation, which is really their voting their their legislation giving them the right to cheat. Here to continue the discussion on why secure before i get into to the next guest that was the what you need to know later on in the show we're going to give you the what you need to do aspect to that uh joining me now to further the discussion on election integrity and why as his article states securing elections is number one priority is john schlafly from phyllis schlafly eagles and he joins me now hello john thank you for being back with us hello andrea it's good to be with you on this terribly important subject. I mean, it's very important. Nothing's more important, really. 
Well, right, because if our elections are corrupted and stolen from us, whether blatantly so or behind the scenes and done in a way in which the American people don't really know that it's been done, uh, then we have no nation and we have no representation. And I don't know, we're going to talk about some amazing information you've got in, in your article, but I don't know if you heard that Mitch McConnell has stated in his threats of, of what a post-nuclear Senate will look like that um, he indicated that he was open to the Democrats bringing legislation to him that would involve altering uh, how electro- the electoral college is handled and in particular the electoral votes. And I found that incredibly disturbing. I, I did not hear that. Um, I did hear, I guess, the first part of his speech where he really tore into Joe Biden's speech in Georgia yesterday, which was just so ridiculous and outrageous that that I would think may um, <clears throat> lacked all credibility, the way he was accusing his opponents of being Jefferson Davis and Bull Connor and all of that stuff. <laughs> well, it wasn't it funny, though. Somebody pointed out that that all of the good guys he talked about in his speech were Republicans and all the bad guys he talked about in his speech were Democrats. And, of course, he had no idea, right? He didn't even know he was president. He said at some point in his speech he referred, I think, to Kamala Harris as president. But, yeah, that speech was absolutely despicable, John Schlafly. I mean, because it was so blatantly divisive and the goal was was to go and 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 um stoke racial animus uh between american citizens when um the real animus is the democrats uh against the voters right because this is doesn't have anything to do with voting rights this has the right has everything to do with the democrats wanting to preserve their right to cheat isn't that what this is about well yes and to lock in the permanent control of the government, even though they only have, at best, half of the American people. And in other words, let's not forget that these same Democrats tried to make the District of Columbia a state uh, to, to get mm-hmm. two more senators. And, uh, you know, anybody who knows the Constitution, I mean, knows that that is one thing that is so definitive in the Constitution, that the national capital of our country is to be outside of any state and would not be represented in either House of Congress. And um, so that just shows the lengths to which the Democrats would go for what they call democracy. But, Andrea, I mean, as you know, our founding fathers, people who built our country, who wrote our Constitution, they did, they, from their own words, they feared democracy. They built yes. a constitution that would restrain democracy. Now, that you know, a lot of people might be a little bit uncomfortable, but that's the reality. We don't really have a democracy. What we have is a constitution which is designed to divide power so that no one, you know, no one party can get their way. Right, exactly. And we're also supposed to be uh, multi-party system. We're not supposed to be a uniparty system where both parties are working together to seize control over us. And you know, and 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 I see that happening with this January sixth commission. Right, this is about where we've got Republicans sitting on that, joining in with the Democrats to declare that Trump and seventy-five million Trump supporters who question, who might question. I think I think in your article, a seventy-five percent of Trump voters recognize that the last election was quote rigged and stolen quote uh, from the. Yeah. 
right. polling numbers. That's from a Yahoo News YouGov poll um, to hand uh, it to the unfit Biden. And so what this January 6th commission is about is about declaring any those 75 percent of Trump supporters as a bunch of insurrectionist and domestic terrorists. And we're not allowed to question the outcome of, a, a, of an election. And that's why on the basis of that mischaracterization about January 6th and the way they're trying to exploit that, that's feeding into their justification and their lies to the American people that they've got to seize control, right? Can't leave it at the yeah. states, right? Yeah. Now, now, just about that January 6th committee, don't, don't forget that uh, Nancy Pelosi rejected the members who were properly appointed by the Republican conference to sit on that committee. She refused to, let the, to seat them. Instead, she picked her own Republicans, Liz mm-hmm. Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, who really have cut ties with their own party. And that, you know, that was another totally irregular, that really is not in compliance with the rules of the House of Representatives, which says that the minority party, through its conference, through its leader, uh, selects the minority members of all the committees of the House. And so I think that calls into question the legitimacy of the January 6th committee. Uh, They should not be allowed to get away with that. Well, absolutely. And something else that calls in question their legitimacy is the the refusal to look into the FBI's role. I mean, Senator Cruz had him, had that, that uh, official from the FBI yesterday cornered. She was like a rat in a cage in the corner, right? You know, how many from the FBI participated in the violence that happened at the Capitol? I can't answer that, sir. Well, then her non-answer was an answer as far as I'm concerned. Yes, and the pictures that the the handful of pictures and videos that have leaked out, which is only a tiny, tiny fraction of the video evidence that is available, the rest of it they've kept under lock and key and refused to release it. Uh, yeah, I think there's something like fourteen thousand hours that have yet to be released. Um, but and, but and, the- and, and and you know the 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 events the you know what they're calling violence, even though none of the public was armed. But there was commotion and, and, you know, there was some physical, there was jostling and people were striking each other. But all of that occurred, Randy, I mean, Andrea, while Trump was still speaking. Right. Trump hadn't even finished his speech. And these people, I believe, which included, uh, you know, some agents, some federal agents and other people who were up to no good, and they're the ones who you know, set this off on January the 6th before the Trump supporters ever even got there. Well, right. And then we also don't know who was it. It sure seemed coordinated to me, John Schlafly, that we had Capitol Police at different areas in and around the Capitol, opening doors, waving people in, moving barricades past. I mean, I don't know if, if I'm if I'm there around the Capitol and I, the door opens and a Capitol policeman waves me in, I wouldn't have known I was trespassing. But we pay for that Capitol. That's so and right. there's been and nobody. The public, that, go yeah, ahead. Thousands. The public constituents, thousands of people stream into that building every day to knock on their the doors of their representatives. And it's, op- it's generally open to the public. So you're exactly right about that. 
Yeah, um, getting back to your article, one of the things that that we need to continue to press about all, all day, every day is, and it, we got a lot of outrage when it was first mentioned, and now people are starting to move away from it, is in regards to election integrity, that while the Democrats are trying to tell us, oh, these Republicans are trying to attack on your voting rights, the real attack on our voting, uh, on our voting rights as, as American citizens is in the place in New York City, 800,000 non-citizens being allowed to vote, almost a million uh, non-citizens, some of which – and, and it, non-citizens is a nice word. We don't really know how many of them are legal aliens that came into this country, registered to get a driver's license, and, and registered to vote at, at the same time they're getting a driver's license. Yes, that is an outrage, and uh, you know, some Republicans had held out some hope for the new mayor, Eric Adams, as being a reasonable and responsible person, but this was his first act as mayor. Yeah. Off on that on that outrageous idea, so it's bad news for New York City. Well, yeah, he also then pushed for mandates on five year olds and said that, and and so far he hasn't done anything to to stop the the crazy DA there from downgrading armed robbery to a misdemeanor unless somebody uh, unless the armed robbery somehow poses a grave danger to somebody. I would think John Schlafly, the the very act of somebody holding a gun to my face and pointing in my face puts me in grave danger. I mean, I shouldn't laugh, but I mean, some of this stuff is so absurd you have to laugh because it's shocking that it's even happening in the United States of America. We should not be faced right now with anybody, whether Democrat or Republican, conjuring up the idea that they're going to try to centralize our elections away from us, taking the power away from the states as specifically outlined in the U.S. Constitution, as well as allowing illegals to vote en masse. Right. Now, they, of course, what they say is that the illegals will only be allowed to vote in local election. <laughs> but, you know, managing that, that will not be, that's not really feasible. Our elections are set up generally so that when people go to vote, they vote up and down the ballot. And uh, it's not in, uh, that we, it would take a vast expansion of election procedures in order mm-hmm. to find the illegal aliens to only some candidates and not others. And they're not ready to do that. And so, you know, but they should not even be allowed to vote for local issues either. They shouldn't even be here. They need to be booted out of our country. They, the vast majority of them are here illegally, and they need to go. One of the things you mentioned before we wrap up in your article is states should reform their laws to restore the authority of state legislators to pick the the um, slate of presidential electors. One of the things that's in this Democrat piece of legislation is that there will be a panel of unelected selected bureaucrats that would review anything done at the state level and either pass it or reject it. And that's incredibly uh, that that's one of the specific reasons why we've got to do everything that we can to block this from happening. Isn't that true, John Schlafly? Wrap us up. Uh, Fifteen seconds. Absolutely. Now, of course, the Constitution couldn't be clearer that when it comes to presidential electors, it's the legislatures of the several states who uh, you know who determine how those electors will be appointed. And uh, but this bill has basically everything else to do with elections has to be pre-approved by the Justice Department, and uh, as, as was set up 50 years ago under the Voting Rights Act. No, we can't have that. Those times are gone, and we've got to have local control of our elections. Well, I thank you for being here today. Everybody, y'all need to go read this article at phyllisschlafly.com. Securing elections is number one priority. If we don't have secure elections, we have nothing. Thank you so much, John Schlafly. Thank you, Andrea. 
All right. Now, y'all stay tuned because coming up, we've got Lord Conrad Black is going to be here. And his article is The Sinking Ship of the Democratic Media Alliance. So stay tuned. This should be really interesting. Welcome back to the Pro America Pro America Report. I am Andrea K. filling in for Ed Martin. Can y'all tell I'm excited because this is my first time to get to interview the one and only Lord Conrad Black, who is here today. He's got a great article out on AM Greatness called The Sinking Ship of the Democratic Media Alliance. And he joins me now. Hello, Lord Conrad Black. It's so nice to meet you and have you with us today. It's a pleasure to be with you. Well, um, okay, so you've got this really great article out, which goes through so much about, um, you know, Trump and, and the history here with the, with the Democrats, and and there it's it's just been one coup attempt after another. And then you take us into the uh, the, the, the the crumbling Democratic media alliance. Uh, do you think do you think that is why CNN is suddenly down seventy three percent in viewership? That that alliance is crumbling. Well, look, I, I think that's got to have a lot to do with it. But I, you, you put me in mind of a comment of our friend Laura Ingrams. She said in reference to that ridiculous, fatuous, tawdry farce that Nancy Pelosi put over and, and CNN apparently telecast live extensively uh, on the an- anniversary of, of uh, January 6th. Uh, as, as you know, they were in Statuary Hall, and as Laura said, it was so boring. The statues got up and left. And I think that's what happened to their. That's what happened to their ratings. And I, I, I saw. I, I forget where, but it seemed to be you know plausible and based on real research that that CNN went down to ten percent of Fox's rating at that point, which shows the the, the over brimming, teeming, sitting at the edges of their chairs interest the great American <laughs> public has in this ludicrous smear job they're running. Well, yeah, well, and, and not just ludicrous, but I mean, they, I don't know how much uh, money was spent, how much time was spent with all these, ho- the brain trust from Hollywood, right, in the entertainment industry, and, you know, the the equity actors from behind Broadway. I mean, this was a major theatrical production. I mean, they even had some of these Hamilton actors do a song, right? And I well, mean, yeah. it was, and the results were worse than Rosie O'Donnell's Taboo, which opened and closed on Broadway on the same day. I mean, it stunk worse than Ishtar, to use an even older reference. Well, I was once co-producer of, of a theatrical production that closed after one night, but that was because martial law was declared in the jurisdiction, so you had to go to the theater. At least I had an excuse. It was actually a damn good show. This is, you know, this is, I was in Quebec 50 years ago, but, but uh, I, I mean, this was just an absolute fiasco, wasn't it? I mean, nobody watched it. And, and am I to understand that taxpayers had to pay for, uh, you know, for, for these people from the Hamilton production singing their nonsense? Well, probably because, you know, and, and I, I say I suggest that the Broadway productions of recent ones like Hamilton are so bad that they had to use COVID as an excuse to shut down because nobody wanted to pay four hundred dollars a ticket, particularly since this is the Hamilton production. Uh, the same people that were nasty and rude to Vice President Pence when he was in the audience with his daughter after paying for a ticket. Right. Yes. Uh, you See, know, I, thought, you, I thought that was that was just the audience and not the and not the players. Am I wrong? Was the vice president the then vice? President uh, mistreated and, and disrespectfully treated by the actual 
um, participants in the production. I thought it was just the the audience in New York uh, hissing and booing and uh, that sort of thing, which is outrageous. But 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 it's but it's but it, you know but it's least it's uh, it's the it's the public and and uh, you know and you know in New York you've got to assume that most theater going people are not acceptable politically. You know they've stupid views. Right. Well, it was actually the cast members who called him out and drew attention to him, which then had the audience uh, start to boo and hiss him is what happened. And so and he was he was a gentleman about it. Um, well, but he you always think, is, to be fair. He, yeah. he, the former vice president is a gentleman. Absolutely. Um, unlike the current vice president, who is, is, is never a lady with, with her cackling and, and, and her behaviors. But look, that there that, that so I, one of the reasons why I'm bringing that up is not only has the Democratic Party and their media alliance crumbled, but so has their association with Hollywood. You know, there was a time in which Hollywood actors, when they would do these public service announcements, right, or when they would do the rock the vote and, and these different get out the vote campaigns, that it actually had an impact on Americans. And now they don't even air the Golden Globes. They didn't even stream it because they know that they've completely lost the public and, the, and well, they've lost... Nobody watches the Academy Awards anymore. I remember when I was young, everybody watched that. No one watches it. I just can't stand the stupidity anymore. I mean, in the days of Jimmy Stewart and you know, mm-hmm. uh, 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 John Wayne and Ronald Reagan when he was an actor and people like that, they were patriotic people and, and they and they behaved with some dignity and they didn't consider any award that they were a candidate for to be a license to hold forth like brainwashed, retarded children. Right. And, 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 and productions and movies were not all driven 100% with the idea of this cultural Marxist movement and how they can destroy the fabric of America and the traditions and the Judeo-Christian principles and values on which this country was based. I mean, exactly. when now, you know, now I see ads for this new Cinderella movie coming out where the fairy godmother is, you know, a gay man, you know, so it's like they've completely turned off America at this point, Hollywood has. And I say that with family who works in the industry. But yet the Democrat Party is still hooking, you know, their their future success with this with this kind of stuff. And it's and it's just not going to work. The polling today, polling numbers come out. I think Biden's approval rating is down at 33 percent at this point. The Democrat Party has lost America. And that's why they've got to push through their seizure of our elections by getting rid of the filibuster because they can't they can't they've lost America. They can't sell their at their agenda with truth, lies, facts or with with secure elections, can they? I, they can't. I think you've got two novel factors here. The the Democrats have had no argument in the last six years except Trump hate. Trump mm-hmm. hate, and he is hateful, according to them, because he's a menace to our democracy. So in the promotion of that spurious argument, they have themselves committed the most grievous constitutional infractions in the history of, of, of American electoral affairs. We're not talking about the Civil War here, but electoral affairs. I mean, the, the Trump-Russia collusion nonsense, uh, uh, false affidavits supporting FISA warrants to justify uh, intelligence surveillance on a campaign, effectively by the other campaign, and, and uh, uh, absolutely unprecedented breaches of that kind. So we now have both sides saying the other is a menace to democracy. You don't normally, and in my experience, never have had that. You have the other side is hopeless, they're stupid, they're incompetent, uh, the, you know, the people are corrupt, that sort of thing, but not 
both parties saying the other party is a menace to democracy. And and the other thing is what you just highlighted. The the Democrats, you know, they they have the entertainment industry, they have most of Wall Street, they have Silicon Valley, they have almost all the academy from kindergarten to postgraduate school. Uh, they they have uh, the big sports. Uh, they mm-hmm. have practically all the national political media. They're just missing one thing. They don't have the people who are who are about sixty percent Republican now. Right. Yeah. They they they've got all the power, and it's and they still can't sell their agenda. Right. They, Biden's. They've got all the they've got all the power in terms of all the institutions and, and the power when it comes to messaging, um, and but Biden is still at thirty three percent approval, and and but for their ability to seize and implement their fraud in our elections, they would be looking at a complete devastation of the party in 2022 and in 2024. And you've got a lot of really interesting election information and even some history in here that everybody needs to understand. So everybody out there, please go to amgreatness.com, read this article from Lord Conrad Black, The Sinking Ship of the Democratic Media Alliance. Thank you so much for being here and making me laugh today. Oh, thanks for having me. I, I just add one thing. The, uh, above it all is the fact it is a completely incompetent government. Every single field yes. is one of total failure. Absolutely. And that does notice that no matter what these dolts in Hollywood think of it. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being here and bringing up that important point at the end. Take good care. Right all right. Now, thank you, hon. Now, y'all stay tuned because we've got the what you need to do coming right your way. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, the conservative pro-family broadcast of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a leading voice for the sanctity of life, traditional education, the Constitution, and American sovereignty. And now, from the archives of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, here is Phyllis Schlafly. Now that America is importing most of the ingredients in our prescription drugs and the majority of the foods we eat, it's important to look behind the label. It may or may not tell you where the products come from. Your prescription drugs may be coming from communist China. Drug research in China has fallen under a cloud because 13 of the top 20 global drug makers have set up research and development centers in China. Yes, it's cheaper to do research there, but as one auditor said, with cheaper research comes greater risk. For example, researchers did not report the results of animal studies about a drug already being tested in humans, a breach described by the drug researchers as a mortal sin. Auditors also report that Chinese workers did not properly monitor clinical trials and they paid hospitals in ways that could be seen as bribery. Free trade is bringing us fish raised in China's six rivers. By the time the fish swim to the fish ponds, the water has been accumulating raw sewage, agricultural pesticides, and the heavy metal output of poorly regulated industrial plants. China's planned purchase of pork producer Smithfield Foods for $4.5 billion has U.S. officials concerned about how this could affect the safety and availability of heparin. That's an important blood thinner derived from pig intestines that is widely used in U.S. heart surgery and kidney dialysis. In 2007 and 8, 94 Americans died after being treated with contaminated heparin. 
An increasing percentage of vaccines is manufactured in China and sold in U.S. pharmacies. China boasts of 30 vaccine-producing companies that will soon be producing 1 billion doses a year. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. As leader of the free world, America has a responsibility to stay strong in economics, industry, morality, and military capability never hesitating to say America first. At phyllisschlafly.com, you'll see why the best foreign policy begins with a strong America. Join the conversation at phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back to the Pro-America Report. It is time now for the What You Need to Do segment. Um, what, what, that was so much fun talking to Lord Conrad Black. So, but you know what? Maybe in addition to talking potato skins on what you need to do in relation to the, the wink that I'm going to get into in, in a moment, we were talking to Conrad Black about uh, Democrat, how they've got control over the entertainment industry and, and the media and the schools. I think one of the things we need to talk about on what you need to do is continue to boycott which we have done a lot of these Hollywood outlets. Stop watching some of these, some of these, uh, you know, movie production, these uh, Disney or whatever that are participating in the cultural Marxist movement of this country. Um, but what you need to do is supposed to be specific to the what you need to know, which we talked about at the open of the show, which was. Um, uh, which was really uh, about Mitch McConnell, because as, as upsetting as it is, as as devastating and destructive for America with what the Democrats are trying to do, which is seize control of our elections. They want to get rid of the filibuster to push through their voting legislation that would ban uh, voting ID. It would make permanent all, all the different mechanisms for fraud that occurred in 2020 from ballot harvesting to mail-in and all the rest. It would even put in a mechanism that would stop states from being able to control the elections. Um, as disturbing as all that is, I was even more disturbed to hear Mitch McConnell say that if the Democrats wanted to bring something to him that had to do with uh, with changing the way our electoral votes are counted and centralize that, that he would be open to that. That's even more upsetting to me than, de- than the Democrats, because I know that the Democrats, I know what their game plan is. I know that they can't win on, on the facts of the truth about their agenda. Right. We know that we well, know, that the, you know, and that's why you and I always talk about, Andrea, it's time to start. Stop saying we need to, you know, but we're, we're, we need to reach across the aisle. No, you don't reach across the aisle with people that want to destroy this country. Absolutely. So when Mitch McConnell saying I'd be open, I'd re- I'll reach across the aisle to centralize elections when it, it's regarding the electoral college. That is the core of our electoral system. That's what makes us a republic of states. And this is what prevents New York City, Los Angeles, our major metropolitan a- areas from being in complete control of the United States of America. It's our electoral college. It's why the, the citizens of Wyoming, North Dakota and South Dakota still have, have a vote in what happens in this country. This is the core of it and Mitch McConnell is willing to reach across the aisle with a Democrat party who says that, that who has made it their goal that they want to get rid of the electoral college so what do you need to do well what you need to do is you need to get vocal you, if you, on Twitter get her whatever social media platform you have out there you need to get vocal you need to be telling Ronna McDaniel and the RNC you're not going to give them a dime until and, and, and as well as 
Mitch McConnell, if you're in his state in Kentucky, he needs to be primaried. He needs you know, to be run we, we out used to on say, a rail. You, know, you need to get off these big social media platforms, and you know that does have its place. But at, at the time that we're living in right now, we need to use every tool in our toolbox to push back. Well, we also have a saying that, oh, you know, all politics is local. Well, yeah, we're not in Mitch McConnell's voting district, right? But look at the impact that he has on all of our lives. If he partic- – there is not one person in the Republican Party in any way, shape, or form who should be working with the Democrat Party in centralizing our elections. Zero. It goes to show – it goes to show the extent of the Republican leadership as really just being a part of a uniparty system. We only have a handful of those in, in Congress, in the House, or in the Senate that are actually part of America First. And we you know need what? to be the I, rest know, of us not need perfect, to be- And, you know, I wish there was action taken on it. But uh, I, I love hearing from Senator Paul and I hope he actually uh, actually put some teeth into the words that he's had with Fauci, because that's what we, we need to show our teeth right now and get the job done. Well, Rand Paul needs to be calling out Mitch McConnell. Why am I the only one that's even talking about this today? I'm hoping I'm going to hear more conservatives I hope so. in the media raising this issue about Mitch McConnell. So many in, in, in conservative media, they only want to want to do their shows because it's easy. You know, let's let's not alienate anybody in the Republican Party. Let's just use our shows to just bash the Democrat Party and not do anything to hold the Republican Party accountable. Um, when the reality is, is there as much the problem, if not the bigger problem, because they're hiding behind that R. And we need to also be one of the things that we can do is be pushing our our mouthpieces in the conservative media to be doing more in speaking out against the Republican Party and how they're enabling and encouraging the tyranny on the Democrats. Yes. Oh, I agree a, a, a thousand percent because, you know, the time for complaining is over. You know, if you're going to say that we need to, uh, you know, fix certain things within our system, well, then let's get out there and do it. You know, yes. starting at the local level or primarying somebody that we don't want in office. You know, we have to make sure we are part of the process and take this country back. Right. And there have not been enough Republicans joining together against these mandates across the country. We've got Ron DeSantis in Florida, who's pretty much the only one as a Republican who's saying, you know, freedom, you know, is 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 what we've got here in Florida. And tyranny is out the door. We're not hearing that enough, and including from Rand Paul. Somebody's introducing legislation to try to mandate across this country, not just masks, but N95 masks. They're the left is determined to continue to, to use public health as an excuse to justify their tyranny. When it's and we need but. to be and, and when it's anything but and we need to be rising up against that. Hey, thanks for today for you guys listening. Thanks to Ed for letting me fill in. Thank you to producer Joanna. Thanks to our credible guest, John Schlafly, Lord Conrad Black. Thank you to you, Technical Director Noah, and we will see y'all tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.